Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories, and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks so much for being here with us today. We appreciate you. We appreciate and we understand how important your time is and how much of an honor it is to us for any time and every time that you take to spend some time with us here on the radio or listening on the podcast or any of those kind of things to just really focus in on yourself on improving your life and your business. It's really important. It's really necessary. And it's, you know, honestly, it's really, it's kind of good for you to really spend some time focusing on you. That's really the important part of the whole thing is what are you doing for you today? What are you doing to better yourself? And because you're listening, I know that one of the things you're doing is you want to thrive in your life and business, and I want to honor you for the time that you're spending today. I am really excited about this particular episode. I've held it off for almost a month now because I wanted it to come out at the right time, um, at a time that I could both promote it as well as, uh, you know, honestly, I wanted to get away from the holiday time frame so that you could really take some time and pay attention to today's episode. I have a very special guest, um, somebody that I'm proud now to actually call a mentor. I'm going to tell you honestly, okay, the impact of doing this recording, when I was just doing the interview and recording it with this particular guest, was so great that I actually signed up for his program. Um, so that'll just give you an idea. I mean, I literally, at the end of the recording session, went to his website and signed up for his program. So, and we're going to get into all about how you can do that and stuff and really talk about things that you can do to impact your life, whether it be joining, uh, you know, a program, this exact one or a different one, it's really important that you that all of us understand that nobody can be an island nobody can succeed on their own everyone needs to be able to really truly dive deep into the things in life that are going to help them succeed but then they also need to have someone preferably a group of someones who they're accountable to, who they're in fellowship with. Um, <laughs> I remember, every time I say that word, I remember hearing my dad so many times say, the easiest way to say fellowship is really to just think of two fellows in a ship. <laughs> um, and it always makes me laugh when I say that word because it makes me think of my dad and some of his silly phrases like that that really drove home a point and that's that that's what we need sometimes whether it be in a physical room face to face with somebody or it be on zoom or something like that sometimes we just need people in our lives that human interaction i don't want us ever to undersell or to not give full enough credit to how powerful having, um, you know, people in our lives that are friends, yes, but more than that, they are, um, you know, really going down the road with us, if that makes any sense to you. I don't mean to be too... Um, uh, too generic about it, but it really 
is important that you're linked up with people who are in it to win it with you. People that, um, you know, they appreciate your input into their life, but that you also appreciate that they're inputting into your life too. It goes back and forth. You give to them, they give to you. And both of you grow together. And when you get a small group like that, um, you know, it's just amazing. I don't know anybody, uh, I don't know literally the story even of anybody who has been massively successful that hasn't had an inner circle, um, a mastermind group, something of people that were more than just pals, more than just buddies that they hung around with and helped enable them to do whatever crazy thing came into their mind, but rather a group of people who were strong enough and who loved them enough to be able to call them on their stuff, to be able to say, hey, you know what? No, you need to be accountable to that here is something that you can do that'll help you be better that'll help you grow help you move forward in your life and in your business and we need those kind of things we need people who um i was actually in the group just the other day and i loved it because when we give goals they often begin out very generically. Yeah, I'm going to lose 20 pounds this year. Well, when are you going to lose that 20 pounds by? Let's put a date. I love how Lisa Nichols says it where she's like, um, I can't put, I'm going to do that this year. I can't mark that on the calendar. I can't put some time or, you know, it's important to me. I can't circle that date on the calendar. I can't put a time for that into my Google Calendar and be able to have a reminder pop up that I know is going to say to me, hey, did you lose those 20 pounds? And if not, um, you know, it's going to be right there reminding me I committed to doing that until when. And it's not intended to be something to make you feel bad, but just simply that level of accountability. And then more importantly, to not just say it, to not just write it down, but to share it with an intimate, close group of people that can then hold you accountable to that. There is such a massive amount of power in that. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I really hope that you will listen in, that you'll enjoy the fun conversation, but that you'll also be able to see some areas in your life where having a group of people that help hold you accountable can make you live as a thriving entrepreneur. I want that for you. And today we're going to help you move just another needle point towards that. We'll be right back after these messages. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to We Help youthrive.com check us out and find out how you can be a best-selling author today welcome back to thriving entrepreneur this is steve welcome back we're gonna jump right into it now i'm delighted to have back as my guest 
the founder and president of View From The Top, Aaron Walker. Hi, Aaron. How are you doing today? Hey, Steve. Thanks for having me back, buddy. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I look forward to uh, spending some time with you again. I really enjoyed the last time and um, you know, have been on your mailing list ever since the first time you were a guest on the show. And so I like you know, seeing what's going on with you, but it's nice to talk in person. Well, it's nice to talk to you as well, man. Tell me what's been going on with you lately since I spoke with you last. Oh, you know, um, we were right on the beginning bleeding edge of the book writing stuff that we do all the time now. You know, um, we had done it one at a time for years, but we just really expanded it as a product and um, it's kind of taken on a life of its own. It's kind of been exciting to see how it's done. We've helped nearly 500 people become best-selling authors in the last couple of years. Wow. That's amazing, man. You got to give me some tips as well, right? I got a couple of books out writing another one now. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So uh, yeah, I need to get some tips from you. So that will be great. Well, thanks for sharing. Yeah, absolutely. So what's been up for you for the last couple of years? Yeah, same thing. You know, just been busy. We wrote View from the Top and uh, it's doing very well. Uh, wrote another book called The Mastermind Blueprint, where I teach people how to build masterminds. And good friend of mine, Seth Bueckley, he's the author of Ambition. He and I have joined forces and we're writing a new book called Where's My Mentor? And so we're pretty excited to release that at the end of 2019. Mm, that's exciting stuff. Yeah, I've had a couple of others of your friends. Tom Schwab's been on the show, um, a few others like that that have been on the show as well since um, since you were on. So, well, very cool. Yeah, we're still leading the mastermind groups. We're about to launch group number fourteen. We've got about hundred and thirty men now from nine different countries that are participating in a weekly mastermind group where life transformation is happening at a pretty rapid pace. So we're pretty excited. Now. Is there a specific focus that y'all do with um, your masterminds? Are they business related or in general or how does, you know, what's kind of the formation of them? That's good. Thanks for asking. You know, I decided years ago not to do a mastermind that was either industry specific or just professionally focused. Uh, I almost lost my family because I was so focused on making more money that I decided when we do launch this, that it's going to be personal and professional. And our tagline is how to, how to live a successful and significant life. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, explain for people who don't understand what is the difference between successful and significant? You know, I get asked that question a lot and I've thought through it over the years uh, in regards to what success means and significance means. It's hard to just throw a blanket over success or significance and say this is what it means for everybody. You know, everybody's different. And I started thinking through success for me personally and I thought, you know, I like to have a little bit of money. I hate it when people with money go, money's not important. I want to be like, take it away from me. Let's see how important it is. It's very important, but I don't want to make it my central focus. I don't want to make it my God. But it is nice to have a little bit of money. You don't have to worry about the electric bill or, you know, paying the mortgage. You don't have to worry about those things. And it feels pretty good. So for me, a measure of success is having a little bit of financial freedom. But also for me in success is having a meaningful relationship, right? My family means everything to me. I've got two beautiful daughters and five grandkids. And so for me, having those meaningful relationships are absolutely paramount. Uh, I think about investing in the lives of other people, and I think that's very, very important. I like to have a clear conscience with everything I do, so I like to evaluate and have my accountability go through things with me, my accountability group, and help me with that. Take care of myself physically. You know, I'm almost 60 years old, and I'm still in great shape, and so I feel good about that. I always tell people to learn to be content in their present situation. I say, you know, don't be complacent. I don't know how you are, Steve, but I've got the pedal to the metal. I'm always going, but I'm content in my present situation. I want to have a clear sense of direction. I want to be able to dream and establish goals. But for me, my faith is most important. I'm a Christ follower. And for me, my faith is the most important thing in my life. So that's successful to me, having a good understanding of where I put my trust. And then uh, 
having meaning and purpose. And I'm like you, I want to leave a legacy of wisdom one day. So that for me is successful. Significance, I think, is about others, meeting the needs of other people, learning to fully engage them, really listen intently. Stop waiting your turn to talk is what I tell everybody and let somebody else share helping others when they can't repay you. You know, always being available for others, even when it's not convenient. And then I want to have the foresight to invest long term that could potentially change generations to come. So that's kind of how I describe success and significance. But you can develop your own strategy and your own definition for those. But that's the way I see them. So for you personally, are you currently just in one mastermind? Are you in all 14 of them? How does it work for you? Yeah, I facilitate seven of those groups. And then I have facilitators that have been with me for years that we do revenue share, you know, so they make a little bit of money out of it as well. And they lead the groups. I've built kind of a franchise model, if you will. Everything that we do in every group is the same. It's kind of like the Chick-fil-A model. The napkin goes in first, then the hamburger or, you know, the chicken sandwich and fries. We do the same thing. It's like every group has the same theme, the same book, the same questions, same accountability questions each week, the man in the middle, the leader rotation schedule. Everything that we do is done exactly the same. That way everybody uh, can participate in whichever group and they still get the same. That's awesome. So explain to me um, the man in the middle and the leadership rotation since you brought it up. Yeah, well, what we do, and it's called the hot seat in a lot of places, but what we do is we have a mastermind, um, I mean, excuse me, a Facebook group for every single group. And we post the questions that they're going to ask 48 hours in advance historically. Sometimes the guys are a little late. Sometimes they get them in a week early. But they post the questions both personally and professionally that they want to talk about. And it gives the other guys time to think about it or if there's resources they need to gather or, you know, there's relationships that they need to introduce people to. It gives them a little bit of time to think about it. And then we spend 15 or 20 minutes on each guy uh, for that week. And we do two of those a week and we just circle the wagon and help you accomplish whatever problem area that you might be experiencing. That's awesome. I don't know if there are people that are listening that have never been in a mastermind, but I encourage it for everybody. It is just really awesome to see uh, not only what can come up in your own life, but what can, you know, what kind of help you can give to others with just things that you do, you know, you don't even think about them. You know, it's not like I'm an expert at such and such, but you know, just because you've lived it. Well, here's the thing. I've been in a mastermind group now every week for 20 years back uh, in the early nineties. I met Dave Ramsey when he was first starting his radio show and we became best friends over the years. I sponsored his show for 21 consecutive years and we built a real close friendship out of that. One day he saw me at the curb center here in Nashville. We both live in Nashville and he said, why don't you join my mastermind group? And I said, I don't even know what a mastermind group is. And he said, just come to the office. You'll love it. I'll introduce you to the guys I did. And we spent the next 12 years in his office every Wednesday for an hour and a half. And some of the best relationships that I have even to this day came out of those relationships. But it keeps you in the center of the road. It encourages you. It holds you accountable. It gives you trusted advisors that you can ask questions to. Uh, and they're non-biased, so they're going to tell you the truth. And I just absolutely attribute the majority of my success to that mastermind group. And I want to be in that mastermind group, you and Dave Ramsey and several others that you have mentioned here on your list. <laughs> well, there's some great guys, and I want to point out that those men are in a very different place today than they were when we started, and I think that's a testament to the value of the masterminds. Ken Abraham is also in the group. Ken's probably the most noted ghost author on the planet. He's written 95 books for like Joel Osteen and Payne Stewart and George Ash, uh, uh, George Foreman and John Ashcroft and Viente Fox and you name it, he's written their books. And he sat on my left for 12 years and I got a lot of insight as far as the way they ghostwrite books. And then Dan Miller, 48 Days to the Work You Love, is in that group. Jeff Mosley owns INO Records here in Nashville. Mercy Me is one of the groups that you may be familiar with that he works with. And then Dave Ramsey. But we came together every single week building our businesses. 
And that's where the value of the mastermind comes from is when you join forces and you've got a common goal and that you can encourage each other and help each other. And then sometimes slow each other down. It's like, Oh, hold on a minute. You're going too fast. And the guys will call you out in a minute. And so that's the reason that I spent that much time, those many years uh, dealing with those guys. And there were five other amazing guys in there as well. And we just did life together. That is so awesome. I am. Um, yeah. Like I said, I'm a little jealous. I want to be part of that group. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on and be a part of Iron Sharpens Iron. We've got 130 men from nine different countries. And I could call a lot of names out that you would be familiar with that are in the group. And man, we just have a blast. Twice a year, we meet here in Nashville for a live meetup. And here's the best part, Steve, you'll love this. I pay for everything. All you've got to do is get here and then the hotel at the Marriott we stay at, and then one of Opryland's properties, the Gaylord Opryland properties. Uh, we use the conference center there, and we have guest speakers like Mike McCallowitz and Brian Moran and Ken Davis and Ken Abraham, and you name it. We have these guys come, and they speak, and we have masterminding on steroids is what I call it. But we do that twice a year for all the guys that are in our groups. That is really awesome. Yeah, you and I could probably name drop people that we know um, that are at least in somewhat consecutive, you know, concentric circles. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm certain of it. Yeah. And you start running in this space, you know, you yeah. come across the same folks and I agree. Well, and especially, you know, because some of my my really good friends from well, now 30 years ago, <laughs> you know, that's where they ended up with was down in Nashville. And, I think Brian still has a studio down there. So, um, I love Nashville 58 years. I've been here. I'm one of the few that, with three generations deep. You know, it's funny actually, because yeah, again, going back about 30 years, my wife, my first wife and I almost actually moved down there. Um, I don't know that I could even tell you now that I remember why we didn't. <laughs> so well, that's a great place. Everybody I know is moving here now over a hundred people a day. Uh, are moving to Nashville right now. It's literally a boom town. That's awesome. Well, and I love the fact that, um, you know, in some respects, well, not in some respects, in every respect, the uh, Christian music industry has pretty well taken over Nashville. And, you know, the old guard uh, country actually moved to a different city because, you know, there was just so right. much going on there in Christian music. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, there's a lot of cool things here. Health you know, as big, the Frist have really put it on the map with HCA and a lot of industry here. Amazon's putting one of their places here now. And, uh, the entrepreneurial space is huge here now. And so it's just a great place to live. You know, in six hours, you can be at two different coasts and, uh, down in the Gulf or over on the East coast. And it's just a great city to live in. That's awesome. I love it when I have a guest that it just really feels like, whether they were on yesterday or a couple of years ago, that we can just have a fun conversation. And it's like having an old friend on the radio show. I mean, I, by intention, like to keep the radio show to feel for you as a listener, like you're just kind of listening into a conversation on the phone between friends. But it's just so fun to be able to reminisce, to talk about people who you know, are in your circle and who you share things in common with. Um, I've really enjoyed getting to know Aaron over the, the few years, and I'm really glad to now be part of his program. We're going to take a quick commercial break, but we're going to come back because we want you to be a thriving entrepreneur, and we're going to now share with you some information on how you can really get the accountability that you need so that you can really, truly thrive in your life and business. Don't go away. We'll be right back. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. 
that message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. I'm here with Aaron Walker, and today we're talking about accountability, mastermind groups, things that you can do to really, truly up-level yourself, hold yourself accountable, and make your life and your business the best that it can possibly be. Let's talk about some accomplishments for just a couple of minutes. Mm. Um, You've done all kinds of things throughout the course of your life, but just in the last year, what would you say, and this is totally all, but it doesn't have to be business-wise, what would you say is the greatest thing that's happened for you this past year? Well, no question about the mastermind groups. You know, we're growing at, you know, there's a person every three days joining our mastermind group. And uh, it's because we're so focused. There's other businesses that I've owned that I've given up so I could focus completely on these mastermind groups. I have people hiring me now to train them to build mastermind groups. I mean, we literally have systems and processes in place to build mastermind groups. Everything is either on video or written text. Uh, we could bring in VAs now and they could sit down and do many of the tasks that we do, whether it be in social media or whether it be onboarding. We have a mind map that's built every single thing that we do. We've intentionally laid it out. Scott Beebe with My Business on Purpose has helped me really get organized in regards to our mission, vision, and values. And then we came in and set up these systems and processes. And so now we're even kind of toying with a done-for-you service to where the facilitator could show up, run it, and we do everything behind the scenes, all the admin uh, things that go into the mastermind group. And so we're just perfecting it each and every day. And our focus is an inch wide and a mile deep. I mean, it's all we think about. It's all we do. It's the people that we get to come and do the all hands ISI expert interviews every month. The people that we have come and speak at the in-person events every month. I'm always inviting someone to come in and share with the mastermind group that are a lot of them are named people that, uh, people are able in the mastermind group to meet these guys and build relationships with them. We do a lot of cross pollination of all the groups where it's not just the group you're in, but you have total access to everybody that's in the group. We have a website designed just for members only where they can go in like a 27 page directory where they can go in and find out every bit of information for every person. We have bios of every person online on video I mean, we're really perfecting what the mastermind uh, should be, and we're establishing uh, a real thematic plan to help you grow your life. Brian Moran's been real instrumental in his 12-week year, and we've really implemented that strategy. Guys are doubling and tripling their revenue as a result of many of these strategies that we've put into place. And so my biggest success continues to be year after year uh, developing the Iron Sharpens Iron Mastermind. Mm. That's really awesome. I, um, you know, I really love to see when that uh, thing that we didn't necessarily intend to have be the focus of our life shows up and God just kind of comes in and says, you know what, this is where you should focus yourself. Right. You know what's funny, Steve? I didn't even want to do this. When I retired eight years ago for the third and final time, my wife said I've retired more than the law allows, but I just got to keep moving. I'm a creator developer. And then when Dave Ramsey said, what are you going to do the rest of your life? And Dan Miller said, hey, you need to coach. I'm like, I'm not coaching anybody. I'm like, through. I've been working since I was nine years old. I'm 50. I'm ready to quit. And Dan Miller said, that's the most selfish thing I've ever heard you say. And I wanted to poke him in the eye. I'm like, man, shut up. I'm tired. And he said, Aaron, you've been married 30 something years. You've had 12 businesses. You need to teach other people. So I said, well, I'll coach a few guys. And I started coaching a few guys, started doing some podcast interviews and God just heaves men on us in just droves. And I went, what am I going to do with all these people? So I started these mastermind groups 
and God just keeps sending us the most amazing people. Now we've built a community. I mean, we call it the ISI Brotherhood because these guys are like piranhas. I mean, they're sharing, they're going in business together. They're giving ideas and relationships and they're sharing wisdom and they're building legacy and they're just really in the trenches together. It's that camaraderie. It's the arm locked in arm and they're going forward as a team. And man, how do you sit on the sidelines when that kind of stuff's going on? I mean, you got to get in the mix and you got to get in there and do it. So, What's funny is, is I wasn't going to do any of it. And my wife said, I'm working more now than I've ever worked in my life. I guess, Steve, I just love it. And when you love something like that, God just opens the floodgates and he just keeps sending you amazing people. And that's what's been happening. Well, you know, Moses was 80 before he started getting the children of Israel out. So, you know, you're young compared to I am young. I got a long ways to go, about 20 years. <laughs> and who knows what, what direction you might be leading people in 20 years. Who knows? You know, you never know. But at the rate it's going, uh, we're going to have quite the community in the next 36 months. So how, uh, how easy is it to join? What, what does a person do to join the ISI community? Well, we've got an application on our website. Our website is viewfromthetop.com. There's an application that you fill out. We just want to be sure you're a good fit for us and uh, that we're a good fit for you. And here's what I tell people. Fill out the application. Let's have a conversation. I talk to each and every person, and I vet that person. Here's what we're not looking for. We're not looking for takers. We're looking for givers. Our, you know, the, the, uh, uh, amount of folks that leave us is about less than 1%. And so we've had guys for years and years and years that have been meeting the same 10 guys in their group. And the reason is, is because we vet people very carefully. I want people that say, Hey, I got something to give and I want to share because if you give enough, the natural reciprocity, you're going to get all you want. But if you come in with a mentality, you're going to suck everything out of the room you can get. You're going to be a fly on the wall and you're going to be a taker. It's not going to go well for anybody in the group. But when you bring a mentality of, you know, the Gary Vanderchuk, the give, 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 right hook mentality, you give and you give and you give. And then you go, hey, man, if you could help me out, I would appreciate it. When you've got that mentality going on with 100 plus guys, can you only imagine the resources that you can get, the relationships that you can build? And that's what we're looking for. So I would say that it's not difficult, but I wouldn't say it was easy. Uh, we want to be sure that you're a good fit. And, and we ask you to pray about it, think about it, come back to us. Let's talk through it. Let's make sure it's something that you want to make a long-term commitment to do. And so I happened to be on your website. I brought it up so that, um, you know, if anything popped up at me, I could talk to you about it during the interview. Um, and so if I'm reading this correctly, you actually put them through the interview process, the sign-up process first, and then after they're approved, it would be when you would come back and talk to them about payment options. Yes, yes. No, you don't pay anything until after you're completely approved. And here's the other thing. We want you to interview us as well. We want you to know who we are, what we stand for, what our core values are, what our principles are. We want you to understand completely what you're getting involved in because it is a community, because it is a culture that you're getting into. And we want you to be sure that you know exactly what it is. It's not for the faint at heart. I'm just going to be honest with you, the guys that are listening right now. It's not a coffee club. We don't just hang out and talk about basketball and the biggest deer you've killed. I mean, we're about getting it done. I mean, I want to deliver back to your family a great husband and a great dad, somebody that's going to really go for it in business. We don't like complacency at all. We want guys that's got their foot on the gas and they've pushed it to the metal. We want guys that are willing to kill it. They're willing to go for it. But we also prioritize our priorities. We want you to realize that if you work all the time and you come home one day with a pocket full of money to a house full of strangers, you're going to be sorely disappointed. I want you to understand you only got one go through with that family. You don't get a do over, right? When those kids are gone, they're gone. And we want to be sure that you're actively participating in the lives of your children. We want you to know their school teachers and their baseball coaches. We want you to know your wife's favorite color in the restaurant that she enjoys going out to. We want you to put high value on your family. 
listen, I almost lost my family because it was another business, another $100,000, another whatever, you fill in the blank. And I came home one day and my wife was like, you're not doing very well. I mean, and I'm like, man, I need to sit up and pay attention. That's the reason now we put so much emphasis on the, the, the family relationships. And we just want to be sure that you don't make a whole bunch of money and lose your family. Mm. Having gone through one divorce and being in an amazing marriage now, we just celebrated 17 years last month. Congratulations. Um, you know, I, uh, I can understand both sides of that fence and I, I couldn't agree more. How Robin and I've got 39 years coming up in June. So I'm oh, pretty fired up so for that. Awesome. As well. Thank you. That's amazing. So, all right. Since you just brought it up, give us at least one tip or maybe even a couple of making a marriage last that long. Mm. What, what secret have you learned other than that, obviously, your wife came to you and told you to quit messing up. <laughs> Somebody asked me that one time. I said, well, here's what we did. When we got married, we said that I would make all the major decisions and she would make all the minor decisions. Well, there's never been any major decisions made in 39 years. That's my secret. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding with you. Here's the thing. Here's the way that you can have your marriage. And uh, some of these people listening may be of faith. They may not. I told you early in the interview, my faith is first and foremost for me, God has always been our common denominator. And any time that we couldn't reach any general consensus, we would get on our knees before the Lord and we would go there. So he's always our common denominator. The second thing is, is you've got to treat your wife with the utmost of respect. She's got to be number one person in your life. Above all, we've built strong boundaries around our relationship and we adhere to those. We date and we, uh, we do all the things that we did before we got married, and that's what you've got to do. You can't let it get stale. We uh, take a week every quarter, and we do something. Uh, we take regular weekends, and we go places, just her and I. We get away. You've got to maintain that, uh, that uh, what am I trying to say? You've got to maintain that dating kind of mentality when you're married. You just can't take them for granted. That is... I almost want to make you say all of that over again. It's so important and so powerful and so unsaid in most, uh, especially most men's groups, you know, cause like you said, they, most of them all are about just having pockets full of money and that's not going to get you there long term. You're going to be sorely disappointed when you have a bunch of money. It doesn't scratch the itch like you think it's going to. I know I've retired three times. We've had 12 successful companies. What matters is relationships. That is a hundred percent. Your best asset in your toolbox is relationships and your number one relationship. If you're married is your spouse. And I just want to encourage you guys to build the boundaries. Like I'm talking about, let me give you some practical tips that we do. This is very controversial with some people. And they're going to say, you're from the old school. Praise God. I'm from the old school. I love the old school. And I'm going to keep preaching the old school because, Hey, I've got almost 40 years. I guess there's something working, but we've built some boundaries in our marriage that we don't allow the enemy to come in and disrupt our family. And here's some of the things I travel a lot and I speak a lot. One of the things that I don't do is I never take pictures with women. I never take selfies. People come up to me all the time after I speak, say, let me get a selfie. And I say, let me explain something. I don't take selfies with women, but let me explain something. Let me explain why. I said, my wife is sitting at home in Nashville, Tennessee on the couch. I'm in San Diego, California. First thing you're going to do with that selfie is post it on Facebook. And I've got my arm around a good looking 25 year old blonde in San Diego. How well do you think that makes my wife feel? How much do you think that's going to increase our relationship? It's not. It's going to build a, a, a feeling of, you know, the, of threat. It's going to build like, can I trust you? And you're out with these women. So I don't do that. The other thing that we do at home is our bedroom is our sanctuary. There's no pictures of anybody but Robin and I, not the grandkids, not the kids. There's no electronics. There's no TV, no phones, no iPads, no laptops, nothing in there. We do a lot of videoing at our house for commercials and things like that. It's off limits. Our bedroom, our master bath, it's all off limits. That's our sanctuary. We don't argue in there. We argue, don't get me wrong. We have some good ones too, Steve, but we do it in the den. We sit in there. When we go to bed, that bedroom is for sleeping, and that's what we, it's rest. It's a place that we go to retreat. We don't talk about 
problem areas in our marriage in there, nothing. That's our sanctuary. See, when you do things like that, man, it keeps things interesting in your marriage and you show your spouse that they're important by doing these kind of things. And I just want to encourage the listeners today, man, can you imagine how that would make your spouse feel if you built these boundaries around her? And women, here's what they say to me after I explain. They say, I wish my husband felt that way. They don't get mad. At first they get mad. Like, well, who do you think you are? You male chauvinist. I'm not a male chauvinist. I love my wife. And that's the reason I protect her with these boundaries. Wow. That's, that's kind of mind blowing. (laughs) I'm in a little bit of a loss with all of that. So, um, you know, you said you've had some doozies of fights. Um, (laughs) I've been 40 years. You go have some too. You just hang on. If you hadn't already had them, Steve, you're going to. Oh yeah, absolutely. I've been on both sides of that equation. (laughs) The thing I love about it is, is that, you know, my wife and I, we still, you know, like I said, we just celebrated 17 years and every night is like a slumber party. You know how it was like when you were, uh, you know, in junior high or something like that, you know, you'd have a friend stay the night and you sat in bed and you just wanted to talk to each other all night, you know, not about anything important. You're just chitty chattering until your mom made you go to sleep. You know what I mean? Right. right That's right. what every night is still like for us. And, um, you know, I feel sad for people who, you know, they say, how do you spend all day? You know, you work with your wife and you spend all day with her. It's like, how do you not? <laughs> well, you got to love them, you know, and you got to date them. We had a refrigerator uh, several months ago delivered to our house. We changed out some appliances. Robin wasn't there when they delivered them. This is kind of a funny story. It's a little bit quirky, but y'all will get the point. When they delivered the refrigerator, they opened it and they set it up. And the little ice tray thing that what catches water on the front of the door fell off in the floor, a little plastic thing. I don't know why I thought of this. When it fell, I picked it up and I went over and got a Sharpie. And I turned it upside down and I wrote a love note to Robin on it. I said, someday she'll find this when she's cleaning up. Turned it back over, put it down in front of the door. I'd forgotten about it. Months had gone by, you know, and she walked in the closet one morning. I was getting ready for work and she had this big grin on her face. She walked up and hugged me and I went, man, I like where this is going. I don't know what's going on, but I like this. And she smiled real big and she pulled that plastic out from behind her. and She held it up. She goes, that's the sweetest thing. I started laughing. I said, I forgot about that. See, we got to do that kind of stuff all the time. You got to write those little notes and put it in their jeans pocket or put it in their car or do something for them. I wrote out, I love you the other day with the equal packs on the island. You know, it's just wrote out, I love you with these little equal packs. And she thought that was the coolest thing. We just got to do little goofy stuff like, Steve, we do something that is so fun. We'll leave. I'll, I'll go. I went to the bedroom not long ago and we've done this a couple of times. And it's just so fun. Robin didn't like it at first, but I walked in there and I handed her a brown paper bag. It was about 12 inches tall and probably six or eight inches wide. And she goes, what is this? I said, you got 15 minutes, anything you can get in that bag, you can take with you. And we're leaving here in 15 minutes for a weekend trip. She's like, you got to be kidding me. And I said, no, you got 15 minutes. And we stood there and talked. I said, now you got 14 minutes. And she said, you're serious. I said, I'm dead serious. 14 minutes. We're in the car and I pull a quarter out. She goes, what are you doing with that? I said, flip it. She said, what do you mean? I said, if it's heads, we turn right. If it's tails, we turn left. And for the next hour, every time we come to a crossroads, wherever we're at, you flip that coin. If it's right, we'll turn, if it's heads, we'll turn right, left, we turn tail. And we'll drive for an hour until we get, wherever we're at, we get an Airbnb and we spend the weekend there. I'm telling you, you think I'd given her a million dollars. It is so fun. It doesn't even matter where we're at. We don't even care where we're at. She's got a little bag full of stuff that's nothing. She get her toothbrush in there almost, and that's about it. And that's it. And we spend the weekend there. And it is absolutely a blast. And I always tell her, I don't care where we're at. We'd be lost if we're together. It'll be fun. And man, when you start making your spouse feel important like that, and you do fun stuff, that's what keeps your marriage intact. I think it's so easy for us to um, forget why we got married, you know, to stop falling in love and start just living. You know, I heard somebody use the phrase of the business of marriage. And I was like, how boring is that? You know? Well, here's the thing. We get married. We fall in love with somebody. We get married and we spend the rest of our marriage trying to change them. Mm. What we need to do is accept who they are and fall in love with them 
and appreciate them more as a result of it. So the masterminds groups, all the ISI groups are intentionally for men only. Yes. And nothing against women. There's groups out there for women. My daughter belongs to, you know, a Michelle Williams group. There's plenty of groups for oh. women as well. Uh, but we focus on men because we really get off into the things that we need to talk about. And as I told you earlier, it's not a coffee club. I and mean, we get all off in your business. I mean, we talk about finances. We talk about your know, pornography is a big deal for guys. And we try to help them uh, get off of pornography. Substance abuse is probably a lot of guys are using way too much alcohol. We talk about that. We talk about them being kind to their wife and their children and being at home intentional, quit working when you're at home, like be present when you're present, prioritize your priorities, really get focused on what's important in life. That way, Steve, you don't have any regrets later on, man. When it's at the end of the rope, you go, man, I gave it all. I squeezed every drop out of the towel. I didn't leave anything on the field. I gave it my best and nobody can ask for anything other than that. Absolutely. There is something magical about men coming together as men. And again, you know, you said it a minute ago, nothing against women. There are some powerful times when we're in mixed groups, but um, for those of us that remember promise keepers, um, you know, getting to go to that twice with my dad is, you know, one of the highlights of my life. And um, a lot of people are equating ISI uh, for the future to Promise Keepers. Uh, we have some amazing events. Matter of fact, one of the guys in the Eagles group, you probably remember him, James Rowell, was a Promise Keeper speaker, travels all over the world speaking at Promise Keepers. He was in our mastermind group for 10 years. Best storyteller I've ever heard in my entire life. And that's that kind of culture that we're trying to build. We're trying to build that camaraderie of guys that can band together to help each other because listen, we can't be alone. Isolation is the enemy to excellence. And if you want to really go to a place that you've never been, we need to get in community. God created us to be in community and man, there's, we're just so much better as a group than we are alone. I agree completely. And I love that with everything that you've said, all I really want to say to the listening audience is, and that is a real true view from the top. Uh, thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. You know, we named it view from the top and everybody says, why? I said, because nobody wants a view from the bottom. We all want a view from the top and I help you establish what your view from the top is, man. I want to teach you to start living proactively, not reactively. I want to teach you how to do a personal assessment where you really understand what your identity is, your ideals, your relationships, your career, your faith, your family. And then I want to help you understand what it is in life that you want and teach you how to go after it. Imagine for a minute what it would feel like to know what you want, to go after it, to accomplish it, and then have a group of people that can help you reset and have something else to go after. Yeah, it's, it's living utopia. I mean, that's what these guys are doing each and every day. We have battles and trials and tribulations and we work through that. That's part of life. Nobody's life is going to be perfect, but man, when you come together and you have your own board of directors and you have people that surround you, give you great advice, uh, they have different, uh, filters. They have different life experiences. We can only see things one way. And when you surround yourself with non-biased trusted advisors and you get the counsel of the multitudes and you get a general consensus, more than likely that's going to be a better answer than we would have gone it alone. Well, I'll tell you, Aaron, I am on the sign-up page and I am filling out the application um, while we're talking. <laughs> Come on, Steve. We I need you, buddy. We need you. That's there you go. Um, you know, I, I absolutely love both the times I've spent with you as well as several of the other guys that you've talked about. And like you said, you know, we could probably go on for hours of, hey, do you know so-and-so? Oh, yeah, he's an old <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of <laughs> common know? acquaintances, I'm sure. Yeah. So um, I like to leave the listeners in action. Yeah. Um, and, of course, obviously, 
we've made it pretty clear one of the actions that a man listening needs to do is go to viewsfromthetop.com and uh, see if the mastermind group is right for you. Sure. But from a practical standpoint, what is one action that a person could take today that would help them live a better life? Well, I think, first of all, when, when I was a child, uh, my mom had a saying. She would say, can't, couldn't do it, and could, did it all. And I hated that saying. Every day she'd come in my room as a child, wake me up, and raise the blinds, and she'd be singing, can't, couldn't do it, and could, did it all. And I'm like, man, what in the world? She would not allow us to say the word can't. She'd say, you might not be able to do it, but you're going to try it. Well, what my mom wasn't aware of at the time, she was pushing me through upper limit challenges and she wasn't even aware of it. And it built my self-esteem and my self-confidence and it helped me develop a growth mindset as a young child. And I really attribute a lot of the things that I do today to those instructions from my mom. The other thing was is fear. Everybody's afraid of something. And I say, man, what are you so afraid of? I mean, like, try it. If it doesn't work, try something else. And fear just keeps people paralyzed. And I tell people all the time, first of all, I don't believe in failure. I believe you succeed or you learn. And I say fear missing an opportunity more than you fear failure. And if you will develop a mindset of I can do it and you're not afraid to try something because it might not work out, I promise you success is coming your way. And that is what it's like to see and live with the view from the top. Aaron, thank you so much for the time that you spent with us here today. Steve, I enjoyed it, buddy. Have a good rest of the night. We'll see you. I'm sure I speak for everybody when I say all of us really strive to have our lives be in a place where we feel like we're viewing our world from the top. That's going to be a different definition for everyone. Um, what is success for you may not be success for somebody else. It often is not actually accounted for in financial numbers, but in a whole bunch of things that are intangible. But what I want for you as you succeed in your life is to feel like you're growing, that you're going to someplace. And then when you look out around your life and around your business, that you too have a view from the top. Well, I really do appreciate Aaron spending some time with us here today. We are going to take our commercial break one last time here, and then we'll be back on Thriving Entrepreneur. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to we help you thrive.com check us out and find out how you can be a best-selling author today welcome back to thriving entrepreneur this is steve welcome back we've come again to the end of another exciting episode i so appreciate aaron taking time out of his uh, schedule, especially over the holiday season, to spend some time with us, helping us all up level, um, to learn from the things that he's learned and the groups that he's been in. I mean, really listen to the names of the people that he was talking about that he's been in a mastermind group with for years. Um, and here's what I want for you I want you to be able to fast forward. Not really. I don't want you to actually fast forward your life. But if we were to fast forward and get a preview of your life 20 or 30 years from now, that you can look back and you can say, yeah, I've been part of this amazing mastermind group with people who are like. And the names 
of your just buddies that you just hang out with and you guys help up level each other are people that are amazing world changers that are getting it done in this world, doing things incredible and amazing that are making our world a better place. I know that's your intent with all that you do, and I want you to surround yourself with people who want to be there too and want to see you there and that together you can all climb together. I think of, you know, people literally mountain climbing, um, you know, and you've seen as much TV as I have, um, and there's the certain types of climbs where they do where they're tied to each other, and there's a person who has an anchor that's anchored strongly into the mountain, so that if somebody slips and falls, they're tied to somebody that's got them. And that person is tied to a strong anchor. And that's what we all need in life, is people to help us when we fall, people to help us as we climb, and to have all of it be based on something that is a strong, solid anchor. Not just hopes, wishes, or dreams. Not just... I got yous, but really, truly grounded in something solid and powerful that can really change your life. You see, the reason why we need that is because, like I said at the beginning of the show, no one is an island, and all of us need to be grounded together, but also grounded in a truth that's bigger than ourselves. I hope you have that in your own life. And I hope that the things that you've learned, you are as well reaching out to other people and sharing those lessons with them as well so that you can truly thrive in your life and business. And you can see the people that you're accountable to and that are accountable to you also thriving. And then when then you go through a downtime, you've got people you know you can rely on. And when they go through a downtime, they know they can rely on you. You see, every one of us is important in this world. Each of us is uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. And the world needs you. That applies to every single person on this planet. And now what we need to do is be the best version of ourselves and then also share what we know so far with the people who are 5, 10, 20, even 100 steps behind us. So maybe they can avoid some of the pitfalls we went through and so that they too can have the help in their climb as they thrive to be a a thriving entrepreneur. Feel free to join us. You've heard the commercials throughout this whole episode. So come on over to Bestsellers Guild. Go to bestsellersguild.com. We would love to help you to see your book come out into the world, to make the difference in the world that only you can make. Kathy and I want to see you really, truly thrive and to live every day of your life as a thriving entrepreneur, to thrive in a way that is significant for you. To have that view from the top, as Aaron's company is named, and be able to see yourself living and breathing and being a thriving entrepreneur. I hope that's where life has you right now, and I hope until next time, you'll have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. 
now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.